Welcome to the family with Alex Brandt-Bernard Rasmussen, co-host Catherine Brandt, Andy Brandt-Bernard, and Michael Bryant. See, that's all you need to know. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether or not you decide you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy (laughs) if i'm hanging out with you Uh, maybe (laughs) okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant well, it's another year. What's new for 2023 at Walzer? Well, we're going back in time in a way. You bought a DeLorean franchise. Not exactly. Uh. The market's returning to normal. New inventories are getting back to pre-pandemic levels, and used car prices are returning to normal. So what's a 1995 Camry worth? Deep sympathy. Uh. Mike, have you considered something newer? Well, I would if it came with a 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty. Hey, was that convincing? As if I knew what a powertrain was? No. It's major medical coverage for your car, and it's free with every new car and most used cars at Walzer. I hope you're also keeping your return and exchange program. Of course, people really like that because it means you can't make a mistake. Interestingly, though, we sold 45,000 cars last year, and we took back less than 100. Amazing upfront pricing, a free 150,000-mile warranty, a return and exchange policy. It's no wonder you sold 45,000 cars last year. To learn more, go to walzer.com. Can I add something? No. I have a question for you, because this doesn't make any sense, and I don't know what to do about it. Fantastic. When I go on my desktop to check out the Star Tribune for stories, it posts the day earlier. Hmm. Why would it do that? I don't know. Do you have to redo your browser, or or is it loaded? It's uh, it is, but it just it's the wrong day. It's really maybe weird. they don't post the current day <clears throat> until later in the afternoon. That maybe you've got be, the evening edition. Yeah, I that'd don't be know. Weird. So is, no. is, are you just pulling it up, or are you uh, are you like refreshing it? I'm just gonna pull it up again from scratch and see what happens. <clears throat> I'm wondering if you're pulling up the day before. Same thing. No, huh, same thing. Weird. Sunday, March 12th. Bud, Bud Grant, Grant, legendary Vikings coach, Minnesota icon, dies at 95. Yep. I'm like, well, it's an older story, but. Yep, it is. Still big news, I guess. I guess, but I mean, it's that's kind of weird that the paper sends me the one. Okay, I'm going to hit refresh. Nothing happens. It says KQ user. Well, their site is it. down for me, so that could be why. Oh, that's uh, well, that'll explain it. So, well, I wonder why their site is down. Jesus, yeah, it's not weird. working at all. That's kind of weird that the that would be. Sites go happening. down all the time for maintenance or whatever. You'd think they'd do that midnight at on Saturday night or something, but not a bad choice. People don't want to work like that. I guess not. So, what's new? Anything good? That's, that's weird because, like, when I pull mine up on the email, it comes up with today's. 
I'll check it on my phone, see if it comes yeah. up today. He's on my phone, it too. comes That's up with fun. higher expectations. Feds take steps and stop bank failures. No, that would be nice. That'd be good if we could stop bank failures. I'd, I'd really appreciate that. So, I don't know how I feel about this whole thing. What about banks collapsing and taking our money with well, them? Well, not just banks, but this particular <clears throat> bank was a tech, right? Tech bank. That the yeah, deposits a lot were of going startups or, and stuff. Yeah, so, I mean, it's risky business anyway. Yep. So yes, it I is. feel like if you're going to put your money in a risky business, like if I... If I buy a, ba- a stock that goes south fast and I lose all my money, no one's bailing me out. That's true. So I don't understand how in, when you're putting your money in a high risk uh, anything, how you get bailed out. I'm not understanding this. You don't know how you get bailed out? No. We pay for it. <laughs> well, I just, <clears throat> I, I just don't get it. I mean, I understand that there's a lot of people with a lot of money in there and that there's jobs at stake and all that kind of stuff. But if you're involved in high-risk stuff, like uh, even a hedge fund person, they could be making billions, 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 they're living large, and then all of a sudden the market goes and mm-hmm. they get nothing, right? Isn't that how it? That's how high-risk stuff goes? Mm, that's Yeah, but now the government steps in and the taxpayer is going to end up paying for a lot of this. Well, so you, I'm not sure how I feel about this completely. Yeah, well, I agree with you. Are, are so we, you, you think we're actually going to see bank failures? Well, this bank well, already failed. Well, I know, I, failed, I know yeah. but do you think we're, I mean, I understand on the one, but are we going to see enough of them that there's gonna, this is going to become that big of an issue? No, I think it's just well, this one. there are some bank failures going on in Europe. And now that we're, you know, we, we want to be global economies, that's if everything you know, the chips are going to fall the way they fall if That's everybody's true. connected. Yeah. Well, I know another bank failed too, but I can't bring up the name of it because for some reason that site's not working. I, your deposits will be there when you need oh. them. Biden tries to shore up confidence in bank system. Well, the deposit is going to be there because, again, the American taxpayer is going to pick up the slack. So all these imbeciles that make all these bad investments and all the rest of it, they get away with murder and you and I have to pay the bill. I just well, don't understand how it's Well, don't possible. most people, if you're going to invest in a high-risk thing, invest money that they don't really have to live on? You would think. I mean, I'm not going to ever yeah. invest something that I can't afford to you know, give away. Well, like look at if, Bernie Madoff. Look at how many people lost everything because they invested yeah. everything with him. Yeah. Because if you're promised borrowed. high returns, people are going to give you all of their money. And then yeah. when it fails, they're broke. See, and I don't know if I feel sorry for people that are not prudent with their money yeah well, I, but mean, we, I don't know but we didn't just but we didn't bail them out i mean the people making the investment no. what we do is bail the bank out so that that like people have savings right. in there and bank in there they they don't lose their money because that's insured but i don't think we actually bail the risk no. takers out other than what the risk is by the banks like they did with the mortgages where you well, had people go ahead your fdic insured at up to two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. yep that and that's what they're doing is they're raising that all of a sudden. It's like, okay, now that this bank did this, now all of a sudden we have to give them money and we have to raise the FDIC amount. It's like they're changing all the rules for this one bank. And it would be interesting to see because, Tom, didn't you read last week when this bank was looking like it was failing that, mm-hmm. that all the corporate dorks 
took all their money out of it? Yes, they did. Yeah, so it's looking real hinky to me, yeah. and I just don't know if we should be changing all kinds of laws and rules about banking systems if we've got people that are stealing money well, or new. Yeah, there's I'm no, just, you know. No question about that. And, you know, especially with the inside knowledge and being able to pull out before everybody yeah. else. You know? It seems real hinky. Yeah. Okay, Although, you want to hear, you hear uh, the latest? Did you have one more point to make? Well, I was I was just wondering, you know, if you find out something's going to happen like that, it's not like you're going to leave your money in there to watch it fail, you know. But what happens is everybody pulls out, and that's what even adds to the failure, which is why you're trying to get confidence in the bank so people don't all make a run <coughs> on the banks. Yep, that's what happened. It was yeah. a bank run. Yep. I don't have to worry about that because I bank with Bilski. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying. He's immune to bank runs. He's immune to it all. That is interesting how how many people on social media were like, you better go take out all your cash, man, because all the banks are going to fail after this one. Even in 2008, it was only like two big banks, wasn't it? So yeah, there's I mean, a lot of nefarious crap going on with those guys too. Of course, there was. Which nobody Washington went to jail Mutual, over. So. Washington Mutual yeah. was the big one. I think that's the biggest bank to ever fail in history, and that was 2008. Yeah. Yeah. What but I mean, it? like most banks didn't fail in 2008, and 2008 yeah. was one of the biggest bank failures in the history of the world. So it's like, right? It's just because <laughs> one high-risk bank over in Silicon Valley fails doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. Well, the Great Depression didn't have, I mean, it, it was scale issue, but wasn't the Great Depression even bigger because there was bank runs on, I thought, all the banks? Well, it's the biggest single bank to ever fail. Mm-hmm. Well, 2008 had several of the biggest ones. Washington Mutual worth $386 billion. Ooh. IndyMac worth $40 billion. FBOP Corp, $23 billion. A lot of them, actually, mm-hmm. combined. No, the Great Depression had almost no bank failures. Really? None? Almost. Well, let's was see. That, what year would that have been? Down? That would have been 19-what? 40-something? Uh, uh, the Depression was... What was that? That was... That was, was back in the 30s. Yeah, it was 30s. 30s. Yeah. <clears throat> was that because FDR shut down the banks before they could get run on? Because didn't isn't that what they did? I think so, yeah. Yeah. I think you're right about that. Uh, the good news about this is, though, these are tense days in the world of banking as seen in an unusual price tag Monday morning. HSBC will acquire the British subsidiary of Silicon Valley Bank for $1.21. I could what? buy it for $1.22. Well. I guess if there's nothing in there. Well, yeah. It's just they're buying a name. Great Depression, 9,000 banks failed, but their combined assets were $7 billion, mm. oh, which today Jesus. is like one small bank failure. Yeah, but I, but scale, that was my question. Is Yeah. What would that be worth today? Well, I don't know if that's adjusted for inflation or not. Yeah. Uh, Who knows? Let's see. If we assume not... Seven billion in nineteen thirty. I don't know. Just say nineteen thirty-five. Why not? Yeah. Close enough. Seven thousand million billion. <laughs> oh, you can't do values that high. So no. I'll just do seven thousand and then multiply it by a thousand. Whatever. A thousand, yeah. Well, no, it'd be. Oh, you mean by ten thousand, yeah. right? Yeah. Or be a hundred thousand. It would be nine zeros. I know that. That's a lot of zeros. <laughs> yeah, that is. Okay, so it would have been 153 billion. 
Which is still not even half as much as Washington Mutual was. Wow. Not even as much as Silicon Valley Bank was. Wow. So, yeah, actually, yeah, the bank failure in the Great Depression, it was significant, but nothing even close to 2008. Mm. Wow. Nothing even close to the past month, actually. That's scary to think what we've lived through. Yep. (laughs) You know? That is yeah. true. Yeah. Who was a big investment company that triggered the whole failure in 2008 anyway? It was an investment company, not a bank. <clears throat> that, that started the whole the thing, mortgages? and then the bank started to fail. What the hell was the name of it again? What, I know, didn't um, Shearson Lehman went under, didn't they? Yeah. Three, three, yeah. Three, three. yeah, the reason I ask that is because Catherine and I had money in there. Not a lot, thank God, but we had some. Never saw that again, but uh, what are you going to do? So what do you think? Do you think it's this is a world? This is a global problem. Is this a worldwide problem? What's this all about? I've been seeing a correction coming for years. Yeah, you've been talking about that for years. You're absolutely right. So what do you think will come of that, Andy? I think it, a bunch of bubbles are going to pop, and then everyone will get back to their lives. Hmm. Silicon Valley was one of the biggest bubbles in yeah, yeah. human history. Yeah, it was probably a bigger bubble than the uh, West India Trading Company. Hmm. Well, I have a question for you guys on that. I'm glad you brought that up because I've never understood how they evaluate all these companies at such a high rate, and then these guys get the cash, and it turns out the companies aren't worth anywhere near that much. Well, I mean, why thing. do that's, we keep doing that? That's what a bubble is. It's like the fact yeah. that you can buy a you know 50-square-foot shack for $500,000 in some locations. Mm-hmm. The shack isn't yeah. worth that much, really, but people are willing to pay for it because they think it's worth that much. That's the land. It's artificial value. I mean, I, but, I don't know. I mean, like, even, like, a 500-square-foot lot, how could that land be worth anything? Depends where I it know. is. Yeah. But it's not going to yeah. be worth that much forever, and people don't... Well, it's, like, 2008, or um, what was the... There was, like, a big building crash, or builder crash in Florida before that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yep. in Miami. Yeah what, yep. yeah, what kept happening was people were like, oh, this land is so valuable. Let's buy it, buy it all and improve it, and then it'll be worth even more money. And eventually it gets to the point where it's like, if there's no house that's affordable, then the land all becomes worthless simultaneously because no one comes there anymore. Yeah. And that's what happened to Miami. Well, in Arizona, there's all sorts of those apartment setups that they've set up that are like wastelands. Yep. It's all value by means of creating more artificial value, basically. It's like this land is worth a lot because we say it's worth a lot, so... If we put stuff on it, then it becomes even more worth a lot. And eventually it just gets to the point, like I said, no one's buying because no one can buy and it becomes worthless. Yeah. Well, it is scary that, you know, it's so much when you look at it really comes down to just being nothing more than Bitcoin. Yep, exactly. In another form. Yep. That's the thing about land is, yeah, it doesn't have objective value a lot of the time. Like a tiny, you know, square patch of dirt really isn't worth anything objectively it's just that people want to live there because it's close to things or whatever yeah other than you have it you know you possess it yeah but you can't do anything with it really except for own it and that's what makes it a lot like bitcoin actually well so there you go so how does how is bitcoin doing now is bitcoin still failing a lot I don't, don't keep an eye on that at all. Does anybody know? Joe says the name that you're looking for is Fannie Mae. Fannie Mae, yeah. Oh, Fannie Mae, yeah. There you go. That makes sense. So, what do you what do you think about that? I mean, it, I it, haven't paid any attention to Bitcoin. I haven't either. 
for someone that was so into Bitcoin for a while. <laughs> right. Um, you yeah. were well, Bitcoin. you know what? Yeah. Like I said, it was one of those. It was one of those things that all of a sudden everybody figured out how to hedge it and bet against it, and it just turned into just another. Yeah, it's way too volatile. Yep, it's just another thing, just like the stock market. In November, it went from twenty-one thousand to fifteen thousand. Mm-hmm. And then in January, it went from 16,000 to 21,000. Uh, just a couple months ago, it went from 22 to 20, and now it's back up to 24. It's just all mm-hmm. over the place. All it's over the map. Not yeah. a good investment at all. No. Well, it's not based on anything, right? No, it's literally not based yeah. on anything. Mm-hmm. Like I said, neither is money. Yeah. <laughs> Money's yeah. just pieces of paper. It's all just what you make of it, you know? Well, the money has yep. government backing, though. Yeah. That's what it's makes it valuable. You can't pay <laughs> You can't pay taxes on No, I mean you can't pay taxes with anything but the US dollar. So that gives it an intrinsic value. No, that makes sense. I suppose. Because if you, got, if you live here, you got to pay taxes, <clears throat> and if you don't have any US dollars, you're they're not going to be happy with you. I got to read this line, the best line of the whole thing so far. The failure of SVB, that would be Silicon Valley Bank, was the second largest bank, uh, such bank collapse in U.S. history, and it was quickly followed by the third largest with the collapse of Signature Bank. Yeah, that's the other one. Signature Bank failed over the weekend. The question is whether the contagion will spread, particularly among smaller regional banks. Frederick Russell of Frederick E. Russell Investment Management Company in Oklahoma says to the journal, I think this could be the first cockroach in the cellar. Wow. What kind of quote is that? Jesus. Well, I, I think this whole Silicon Valley thing, I mean, look what's happening there. Massive layoffs at Google and all that yes. kind of stuff. Yep. I mean, yep. it's interesting. After Elon Musk showed that you could get rid of, what, 80% of your workforce? Yep. Yeah, they were doing nothing. <laughs> they were just getting paid to literally come in, yeah, eat a bunch were... of, like, kale and yogurt, do yoga, and then go home. Yeah. It's I like, that why? Job. A lot of people yeah. wanted that job, but that's a very <laughs> yeah. But it's like getting a job as a king. It's like everyone wants that yes. job, but there's only so many of them, and you yes. can only be it for so long. Mm-hmm. Well, that's part of the scam, isn't it? It's to show you know if you're so overvaluated, you have to show why you're yep, overvalued. Yeah, exactly. It's to prevent it, surplus. Yeah, and part of that is to prove how many employees you have and all this office space, and it's mm-hmm. like, see, yeah. It's like so, uh, in the office when Dunder Mifflin had a surplus. And they were all trying to figure out what to do with it. Oh, yeah. So the entire episode is they have this surplus, and um, Oscar tells Michael that if they don't spend it on something, then next year, uh, yeah, they lose it in the budget because that's how surpluses work. It basically signals that you're not spending – you don't need to spend as much money as you're spending. Yes. Right. So the next year, you, you know, you're allocated less. And so the entire episode, they're trying to figure out what to do with it. Um, and at the end of the episode, we see Michael wearing a new fur coat. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Saying that uh, he figured out what to do with the surplus, but he doesn't want to tell anyone. Yeah. It's, yeah it it is like that. That's what basically Twitter was doing. They were buying fur coats for all of their employees because otherwise mm-hmm. they got a surplus. Yeah. That is true, but well, the good news is the Twins play the Yankees today to they try do. to cheer up a little bit. What? One, and they actually beat the Red Sox this weekend, so they know? did. Yeah, you should have yeah great joy and happiness. <clears throat> great they joy. Did Although the That's... Red Sox are all playing in the World Series of Baseball, so you know. 
So what did you say, Tom, about Bally's sports that, that went was, under? So how are you going to watch the Twins? It's going to be, they have to watch them for free. on MLB is going, MLB.com is going to put the games up for free, apparently. Oh, Bally sports like went under? Could I finish my sentence for once on this show anymore? Okay. In any case, I don't remember what I was talking about. But yeah, Bally's, but, Bally's sports. Yeah, closer attention to conversation is all I'm saying. Uh, Bally Sports is $110 million in debt. Thanks. And uh, MLB.com is going to take over. And I think it's eight markets they're going to put the games on for free until they figure out what the hell's going on. So I don't know. Do you think Bally can come back from that? I, who knows? I mean, can I, I, I mean, these radio stations, all these places stay on the stay on. Nobody's disappeared. So. Yeah, something something's gonna happen with it. So is is isn't Bally Fox North here? Uh, it could Bally. It might be. Yeah, I think they might be in conjunction with Fox Sports North. So yeah. I don't know if Fox Sports North is just gonna take over the broadcast, or if it will be on MLB, or I don't know how they're gonna handle that. Wow, that's a Bally Sports. Like a <clears throat> didn't they do betting and all kinds of different stuff? I don't know. I don't know much about that. I feel like there was some sort of Vegas connection with Bally Sports, but I don't know. Well, there's a place called Bally's, isn't there? I'm positive there's a casino called Bally's. Yeah, in Vegas there's a Bally's. Is that the same company? Don't know. I have no clue. I don't know what the deal is, but I got MLB.com, so I don't really care what Bally does because I watch it on the MLB channel anyway. um, The only problem with that is on the MLB channel, if you're not in market, a lot of it is, is audio only, which I'm not a fan of. I, I listened to Twins Baseball on the radio when I was a kid. I don't need to do it as a, an adult now, you know. Spoken mm-hmm. like a true radio man. <clears throat> yeah, yeah not the truth. I don't I, want to listen to that crap. <clears throat> I probably listen to most of the Red Sox games. I mean, versus watching them. When I can, I watch them. But I listen to them more than anything. You, know? you still do? Oh, yeah. yeah I, I shocked one of the lawyers came in my office the other day. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like listening to the Twins game or the Red Sox Twins. And it's like. Wait, you're listening to a spring training game? It's like, yeah, that's I like that. So well, I do. I mean, I don't listen to them. I, I watch them on TV. But I, hey, it's baseball. It's my twins. Is all I know. I watch tune into TV, and there are my twins. I love that. Yeah, but uh, you finally got MLB to work, huh? Because you were it wasn't working for you last week. For some reason, it took five days for them to okay my purchase. Huh? That's weird. <clears throat> do you think that might be part of this whole deal? Did they know this all was coming? I, I don't know. So we had to make sure they were going to get the money in their pockets. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it's a possibility. No doubt about that. Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabanco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. You all have helped build my pillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. Anybody watch the Oscars? <clears throat> I did. 
Did you? Yeah, I watched it, and it all was, of it? was. Yeah, it was. I, I don't. I didn't watch all of it. I watched a lot of it. Um, uh, Jimmy Kimball did a good job. Um, he did. Stayed yep. away from politics, so that made a lot, number God. of people happy. Um, it, some of the winners, you know, Fableman not getting anything really surprised me. Um, but the winners were good. Um, you know, I, I kind of was hoping the guy from Elvis was going to win, but the whale won for with Brandon Fraser, and that was a good, really good movie. Um, yep. And uh, it, it, it was a, it was a good show. They did a good job. I have to admit, I didn't watch. The only thing I saw, I saw Elvis. I saw the whale. I saw Pinocchio. Oh, Pinocchio. great win there! I did not see. The Fablemans. I did not see everything everywhere all at once. Anybody see that? Nope. I did not. No. So I will that see it That won now. a ton of stuff. I heard it's really good. Well, one best that picture. One, yeah, one best, best picture, picture, best actors, best supporting actors, all kinds of stuff. And apparently the woman, it's going to be interesting to talk to Kristen tomorrow because she interviewed the best actress. No. Um, and she what came over in the, the 80s on a boat. Yep. To Hong Kong or something? She's a refugee. Really? She mm-hmm. was a refugee who ended up winning in an Academy Award. Well, so it's a pretty great story. Great <clears throat> story, as a matter of fact. Absolutely. And um, I don't know what the Fablemans was. I don't know what the Banshees of, of... Inishirin. Inishirin. In... Fa- Fablemans is Steve Spielberg's life story, or his family's life yeah. story. Yeah. Oh, I did not. Yeah. Uh, Tar. With Kate Blanchett, she was up for Best Actress, um, and I didn't see. I don't think anything else. Yeah. It was it was it, it kind of cool to see when you look back at their past to see Jamie Lee Curtis and Brandon Fraser both win Academy Awards. When you think about you know where yeah. they've been and the things they've done in their lives, you know. Jamie Lee Curtis won something. Yep. For she what? Did. Uh, supporting actress. Sort of yep. Supporting actress. What was she in? Everything, everywhere, all oh, at once. Oh, she was in that. Yep. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, I know yeah. nothing about that movie other than it's got subtitles. Yeah, that won that won a bunch of stuff. Yes, and I don't have any idea what it's about. I don't either. It's supposed to be a dark comedy, I think, but oh. I haven't seen it. If I remember, but I thought I saw something about it about that that it's supposed to be funny. I think. It's interesting how much we talk about entertainment here, even on the podcast, with Kristen and everything, and yet there's a movie that won everything, and I never heard of it. <laughs> like, how do I, I heard miss of these it. things? I heard of it a lot. I just have never seen it. Well, it's, and it's also still a part of we're still not back to the movies yet. Like, I've, I've gone right. to some, but it's not like it was a number of years ago where you'd go, you like, each weekend and be like, well, what movie is there? Is it worth going this weekend? I mean, how often do you look at the list and think about going? That's true. You know, so I saw Creed yeah, we, a couple of weeks ago. How was that? Uh, it was good. I mean, it's the Rocky formula, and it's you know, it's it's okay. I mean, it's it it's too bad Stallone's not in it. Um, he always adds to things by being in it, but it was a good. And the yep. the bad guy's a good bad guy. Well, he had dinner with well. me, so he couldn't do it. Yes, he was busy. <laughs> exactly busy. There's a shock. Alex was going to Florida, and he was busy. It's like I'd like to be in it, but yeah. I can't. My friend's in town. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Eh, what are you going to do? Uh, has anybody seen um, um, <coughs> my name? Uh, my name? Oh, it's not my name is Otto. It's a man, a man named called Otto. That's what it is. Otto. A man oh, called Hanks. Otto. No, I haven't. I haven't, but I want to. I heard it's good. Yeah, we, mom and I, loved it. We, okay, how old is that movie? It, that not, wasn't up for anything. It's, it's not very year. old. Yeah. Is it a year, half year, somewhere so, there? Yeah, it was something. before uh, before Oscar time. 
I don't think it was. I, I thought it was less than that, but I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it was good. And Tom, you're not really a big Tom Hanks fan. Mm, I, most of the time. I used to be a big fan of his, but then he, he just kind of. Well, he was terrible in Elvis. Yeah, he was. Oh, no, you didn't like him. I as didn't the, think he was the, terrible in Elvis. As the didn't you really? What was no. his nickname? General. The is it the general? The Colonel. 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 That's right. Yeah, I just feel we've seen too much of Tom Hanks. To He's been in a lot of stuff. He's just in too much stuff. <laughs> and by the way, I thought his son was was terrific. And was his name Truman? Yeah, I think so. His son's name is Truman. He he played a young Tom Hanks character in the in the deal, and I thought he was very very good. Did a yeah. hell of a job. Apparently, people were ripping them for having family members in the oh, movie. Jesus. He's like, this is. It was produced by his wife. Yeah. <laughs> it was like this was a family film. We we like worked on this nepotism. together. It's like yeah. Well, well, that's kind of. That's what we're doing. Yep. Is <laughs> anybody point. happy with anything anymore? I, not since we have two women on the show. I want to ask this question. I talked about it on the morning show. Oh boy. Just briefly, <clears throat> no, it's not that big a deal. It's just I'm trying to figure out what I'm supposed to do because I noticed now, particularly in the media, you can't say that anymore, but then they don't give you an alternative. So I can't say that. Well, what am I supposed to say then? But they never tell you that part. And we're going through that again, apparently, with Miss and Ma'am because a lot of women do not like to be called either Miss or Ma'am because Miss sounds very young and Ma'am sounds very old. Yeah. Do you believe that's true? Yeah, I feel like if like friends my age were called ma'am, we'd be like, excuse me, I am young and vibrant. Leave me alone. Like, <laughs> God. Well, part of it, I mean, the, the person who's offended is asking them how they like to be, you know, called. I mean, when I'm doing void deer in a trial oh, or picking sure. the jury, one of the things you do is ask people, what, how would you like me to address you? Do you want me to call you miss, ma'am, missus, however, and just get it from them because you may get they or him or her or who knows what you get. Yeah. And and so I think the way you answer that is who you're talking to and how would they like to be addressed so you're not offending this person. That's all that matters. Well, it's interesting because it's also a cultural thing because down sure. here in, in the South, um, they call Everybody is Miss whatever. If they, you know, especially young people. Yeah. Even if you're Misses, they're like, you, know, you go do that for Miss Miss Catherine. Yeah. That's what I mean. It's just a cultural That's how thing it, down like, here. Dance too. Every dance teacher is Miss somebody. Yeah. Or Mister somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I just don't. Uh, I don't know. I guess. I, I don't understand being offended at it. It's like if you don't want to be called something, you just say, hey, you know, lose the miss or lose the ma'am. But Thank then you. give me something to use instead. They have offered nothing to use instead. Because sir, I guess, goes to young boys, middle-aged people, and older men. Everybody is sir. Yeah. And so, mister. mister. You're all misters, too. I, yeah. That, that's why I'm saying I don't think there's one that fits all in you. You can't just rely upon one. It's the individual person. You know, that's the, the difference. I was I was looking at a, a Twitter back and forth between this guy that was saying things about this woman announcer on on uh, on horse racing. And he called her love a couple of times and mm-hmm. she got bothered by that and it's like and then he was like well you know i use this routinely it's like you just can't really use love routinely with everybody it's not gonna fit you know yeah and it's like it's a i don't know i've worked with people that it's like oh they call everybody hun Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. whatever and 
that's just what they do and I've never been upset by someone calling me whatever as long as it's a nice name Mm -hmm. but I don't know I know that ma'am is yes people get upset by someone calling them ma'am because they're like I'm not once again if you don't want to be called that then come up with something I should call you and I'd be more than happy to do it hey you uh, the, the problem I have with that is that my mother, when I was a very young boy, said that I needed to be polite, that I needed to hold the door for sure. people, that I need to call them ma'am and sir. She said it's very important you do all the stuff. You'll look much you know, better educated, like you actually know something. <clears throat> so now times have changed, and I can change with them, but you're going to have to tell me where to go. If I can't use miss or ma'am, what can I use? You can, you can right. still use miss and ma'am in certain... I mean, there's lots of circumstances where you can still use it. And, I feel like most of the and, time. And with polite stuff, if you're going to hold the door and do it, if someone's bothered by it, it's like, okay, I... I meant no offense, that's but problem. that's what I do, you know, or this, right. you know, I, I, this is the way I am. And as long as you are consistent like that, I think that's all that matters. Yeah. And yeah. you just, it's like, you can't worry about offending strangers. It's like, if I called you, if I said, excuse me, ma'am, and the woman got upset and I'm never going to see you again in my life, like, oh, well, that's it exactly is what right. it is. Well, there's well, it's just, go ahead. just like living in this building. The other day I was dragging down this gigantic box full of styrofoam and all this stuff down to the loading dock where they've got the dumpsters, right? And I'm dragging it down. I've got Jude on the leash. I'm trying to open up the door, go down the stairs, and this very nice young man, very probably in his 20s, oh, let me get the door for you. Let me help you. Right. Uh, uh, you know, he was just like, couldn't, uh, do you want me to hold your dog? What do you want me to do? I was like, oh, my God, that's so wonderful. Thank you so much. And then this morning, I'm using a stroller for the dog. I'm using Ethan's stroller um, for the dog because I have to take Jude, you know, carrying 24 pounds of dog to find a nice scratchy spot for him, grassy spot for him to pee is a lot yeah. and jostling him around. So I'm using the little stroller and I'm trying to get out the door. And this guy, same age probably as the other guy, he's basically trying to squeeze through the door with me opening the do- door that wants to shut on me and manipulating the stroller out. Yeah. yeah. Well. You know, I mean, it's just, if I chose to get upset about that guy, yeah. you know, I'm not going to worry about that guy today. Right. I mean, it, it just, it was just sharp contrast with, and the other day, Tom, we were crossing the street last night. We were crossing the street and this guy stopped for no reason did. It was really nice. to let us across this, the road. With his car? Yeah, we were just gonna we were just walking across the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with his car, and I'm like, uh, first of all, I'm like, do we do we let him let us in front of him? Is he gonna run us over? Because <laughs> no, no, in, in Florida, yeah. they will run you. Run or is right he just being over. nice? And but he waved us by, and I was like, oh, amazing. So mm-hmm. sometimes when people surprise you with their polite and nice things, it just makes your day and. And most of the time, you're just not going to see that kind of behavior. So if people want to get upset about people trying to be polite, then I guess that's just the world that they live in. Yeah. Oh, I've, I've been yelled at by men because I held the door for them. By I, I can hold my own. <clears throat> it's like, settle down. You just say you look like you were going to, you know, have a stroke. So I thought I'd open it for you. <laughs> and that's by men? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. That's weird. I mean, this guy got very upset because I held the door. I, I don't need your help holding the door for me. And I said, well, it's how I was raised. Sorry. Yeah. 
I always tell people not to run. You know, you hold the door for somebody and they start running to get there. Right. Settle down. It's okay. Yeah, we're not in a big rush. I'm not in a hurry. It's... I wouldn't have held the door if I was in a hurry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like I said, if people want to live in a world where everybody's angry and all upset all the time, then have fun with that. Well, and it just depends on the day, too. You know, most of the time, if someone holds a door open for me, I'd be like, thank you so much. But, Mom, you and I, <coughs> we... Remember when we went oh, to that yeah. smoothie shop? Yeah, that guy and, got really rank. <laughs> yeah, and we were walking out the door, and she and I were having a conversation, and we weren't even through the door all the way, and he goes, it's called thank you. Oh, God. Right, but- and then dropped the door and walked away, and I was like, <laughs> I could, I, there was time still for me to finish my sentence mm-hmm. and then say thank you, but he was like all mad that I hadn't said thank you, and I was just like, okay. But why do it if if you're waiting for the thank so, you? It's like giving a gift exactly. or something. It's like if yeah. you're doing it for the thank you, then you're not doing it for any yes. reason other than, you know, yeah. than your own self, you know? Yeah, he was like a major super muscle meathead man, though. We were like, yeah, maybe he probably he has had roid rage, rage anyway. <laughs> But then why hold the door there, you know? Yeah, I don't so. know. I was like, okay, sorry. It's probably not worth worth the no. whole back and forth there. I don't know. Yeah, I know. But it's like, that's think- that's him. And he wanted to do something nice, but then wasn't, we didn't want to do it just to be nice. He wanted to do it for a thank you. A thank you. Which is great. That, that's fine. What, whatever. Um, do you think we'll ever get past that? I'm hurt by everything. You you hurt my feeling. Why are people so hurt right now by everything? I, I don't think it's that many people. I think we spend too much time worrying about people like that. Focusing on the ones yeah. that do. Yeah. yeah. Are, as long as you do your best and as long as your intent is right. No, no. No, that's not what I mean. Read the newspaper. Watch the news. All people well, do is bitch about getting their feelings hurt. Well, that's the newspaper why you don't, loves that yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's why you don't read the newspaper. But that's what I'm saying. Why are we all locked? I mean, I don't watch the, the national news anymore because that's all it is. Is, is the other guy is evil? No, no, you're evil. Oh, you hurt my feelings. All it is 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 hating people on the news now, on national news. It's disgusting. Well, that's why you just kind of have to focus on your life and the people that you surround yourself with. And I mean, I have this one person in my life that I have a hard time with because she gets upset by a lot. I have to be very right. careful with how I talk to this person. Right. And I unintentionally upset her all the time. And I got really stressed out about it because I'm like, I don't want to upset her. Uh, but it's a person. And also, it's not a person that I can't just, okay, we're just not going to talk anymore. I'm going to send right. you on your way. It's this person that I that needs to be in my life. And for a long time I was just like so upset about the fact that she was getting upset about things that I was saying and then I've just come to the realization that it's like she's gonna get upset and I know that I don't have any bad intention and if she chooses to read what I'm saying in a different way than what I mean what am I supposed to do that's all you can do exactly yeah so it's like oh well so I'm like she's upset at me okay whatever (laughs) you know why is she jealous of you? She's not jealous of me. She just gets uh, upset. The bet is it's probably, like you're saying, it's some underlying issue. I don't know. Maybe. Yep. And maybe she has some sort of, maybe she has depression or something like yeah. that, that she just has really hard days that she just, everything she reads is just upsetting to her. And like, I don't know. How am I to know? She's never told not me any problem. of this. Not my problem. Exactly. And yeah, even though she's upset with me by something that I said, I'm like, I didn't mean it that way, but if that's what you want to 
think I'm not going to go on and on and on about how I'm so sorry because mm-hmm. you're the one that decided to take it that way. And what can I'm yeah. Well, it's like okay. So the the dog in the stroller saga continues. Oh dear. So I'm walking. I'm walking Jude in his little stroller, and I mean, I'm like, I'm one of those ladies now with a dog in a stroller. How weird is this? But I never realized, you know, when you're carrying, you know, you've got a dog that's sick or hurt or something, and you live in the city, it's kind of a nice thing to have. I have to tell you. And um, so I'm walking. I'm walking Jude, and this guy shouts out his window. Hey, lady, don't buy into the algorithm. Your dog isn't a baby. Oh, my God. And I what? thought, wow, you judgmental little prick. That's what exactly why I asked that question. How long? How much longer is this going to go and on? And he was probably, I would say, around 30, something like that. And I was just like, I don't think he's a baby. He's, he's screaming in pain. What do you yeah. want me to do? Yeah, but did you spend, are you still sitting here being like, that guy... How well, could I he just, say this to me or whatever? Or were you well, like, wow, I'm, that I was just, obnoxious? It was really obnoxious. And I just, it's just amazing how judgmental people are. And I, I, I remember when the first time I saw a woman down here in Florida with a dog in a stroller. And I was like, oh, I wonder if that's kind of like her little baby, you know? And she's like, <laughs> you know, this is like her, her day out or whatever. I was like, because I had never <clears throat> seen that before. I've never seen that in Minneapolis. No. Never saw a dog in a stroller in my life. Some people walk their dogs and it's like it's always really old dogs. Yeah. yeah. You know, not okay. really walking them, you're driving them, but <laughs> it's like they're well, they're getting them out getting for them fresh outside. Yeah. Getting yeah. Them bringing them like cuz they said, can't I don't, go for a walk yeah. anymore. Exactly. We have Joe on the phone. Joe's going to answer all our questions. Do you buy in the algorithm, Joe? <laughs> yeah. I'm buying any bullshit. <laughs> None at all. Speaking of that, uh, it seems that, you know, I'm, I'm listening to you guys, listening to you this morning and this afternoon talking about ma'am and sir. Mm-hmm. And it seems to me that it's coming out of, no offense to home and all, but it seems all that kind of bullshit's happening in the north. Well, it you is. Know, the no, there's no question. They even pointed that out in the story, Joe, that it, it does not happen in the South. It only happens in the no, North. It, it doesn't. I mean, I've been down here for 10 years, and I've heard sir from every age group. Mm-hmm. While being a, I'm a veteran, my usual response is don't call me sir. I work for a living. <laughs> well, there you go. But it, does, it doesn't matter what race you are, how old you are. Everybody gives you a sir or a ma'am. It's just the way yep. they were raised. Yep. Even even this in these days, people I've worked with, they have kids now. They're teaching their kids to say sir and ma'am. So well, and another one they have, another big one down here is bless you or bless your heart. Oh yeah. Yes. Yep. That's called word for we know you're an idiot, but we'll let you slide. <laughs> so. Since you respond that way to sir, do you call people sir? I do. It's just a habit. Well, I... Um, I've it's, had, go ahead. I've had bosses at work call me sir. I looked at them and said, who the hell are you calling sir? You're my boss. It doesn't matter. It's just the way I was raised. 
Okay. I don't, I don't. I don't know. I think it's just you know, it's a sign. It's a res, it's a respectful word. You know, oh yeah. You know, that's what they're meaning it as. And if you don't like it, I, like I said, I guess that's your problem. Right. And as for holding the doors, I do it all the time. If I see somebody, if I'm coming out, somebody's coming in, I'll take that extra second, turn around, acknowledge that they're through, because they'll say thank you. But if I'm not facing them when I say you're welcome, they're not going to hear me. So I'll take that second turn around and say you're welcome. Yep. Again, race, age, doesn't matter. They all say nope. thank you. They're all appreciative. No, I understand that completely. As a matter of fact, just yesterday, Catherine and I got in an elevator with Jude, and they could kind of tell that Jude was having a tough time. And a, I guess a, a black couple, they were probably in their 60s, you think? Yeah, probably. They showed so much love and adoration for Jude and oh, sir yeah. and ma'am and very polite. I mean, it was just, you could just calm right down because they were so nice and so they were concerned about Jude, even though they'd never seen him before. They were just the nicest damn people in the world. I just, that's what I, that's who I want to be around. Be nice or go away. Get the hell away from me. Right? Right. That's it. it go be crabby, go be crabby somewhere energy. else. It, it... It doesn't take any extra energy. It takes a couple of extra words. And I'm, I'm still trying to grasp why people have such a problem with that. I don't understand why they have a problem with any of this stuff. They have all the, Everything's a problem now. Everything's horrible and everything's a problem and blah, blah, blah. To some people. You know. Lots of people, though. It's not all people, you're right, but it's a hell of a lot of them. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, well... Like I said, all you can do is focus on the people that are in your life that you surround yourself with, and, and you mean like Joe, yeah. like Joe, and 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 take like Catherine's story about the guy who yelled at the dog. People jump to conclusions all the time, and yeah. it's given them the the benefit of the doubt and the break, and understand <laughs> there's other possibilities out there. You know the. The dog stroller thing, Mahoney, the comedian, has like the greatest story of how he's walking down the street with his dog in the stroller, and a car <laughs> came up, and out of the car came um, Woody Allen and Son Yi, and they looked at he goes, I looked at him, and we didn't know who looked weirder. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good story. Yep. No, it is. That is a good story. I yep. love that kind of stuff. I, I, I just, I don't know. I, once again, I'll I'll say it and then move on. I if I if you hurt my feelings, I would never let you know you hurt my feelings. I just wouldn't you keep it up. I just won't talk to you anymore. I'm not going to get upset. And go, oh, you shouldn't do that. Whatever. You act like an asshole. Just get away from me. That's all I'm saying. I'll tell right? people if they hurt my feelings. <clears throat> oh, do you really? Oh yeah, absolutely. I'll be like, this was upsetting to me, and please don't do that anymore and you could have used more tact or something like that like the way that you said this was upsetting because then because a lot of the time it's like how are they to know there are some people that i know that have very little tact and that's just how they are yeah. so they just don't think of oh how should i say this or what would be the best way to word this they just blurt things out and it's like wow the way that you presented that could have used a little bit more me? consideration <laughs> no well she would have told you is what she said so she does yeah. i'll tell i'll t yeah mom i'll tell you dad i'll tell you i'll yeah, I I tell try. 
Yeah. I try to think of how to put things a lot of times. But sometimes I just blurt stuff out, too. Yes, you do. <laughs> it's not always successful, but no, I do try. <laughs> no. <laughs> and you're not as bad as some other people that are, like, you know, some people it's just like. And in certain situations, there are people that I know that have usually are very tactful. And then other certain situations, it's like, wow, you really didn't think that through, did you? Mm-hmm. And so it's important to tell people, I think. I mean, if you're if you're around somebody that's constantly bothering you and hurting your feelings and upsetting you, then it's like, yes, please go away from me. But yeah, I think it, you probably just don't want them as a friend. Yeah, anyway. exactly. But I think there is value in telling people like you upset me, and yeah. this is why. Yeah, and yeah. Analyzing why it upsets you, and there's yeah. a lot of different and things. Talk it to that. through, and I don't know. Well, it's another year. What's new for 2023 at Walzer? Well, we're going back in time in a way. You bought a DeLorean franchise. Not exactly. Uh. The market's returning to normal. New inventories are getting back to pre-pandemic levels, and used car prices are returning to normal. So what's a 1995 Camry worth? Deep sympathy. Uh. Mike, have you considered something newer? Well, I would if it came with a 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty. Hey, was that convincing? As if I knew what a powertrain was? No. It's major medical coverage for your car, and it's free with every new car and most used cars at Walzer. I hope you're also keeping your return and exchange program. Of course, people really like that because it means you can't make a mistake. Interestingly, though, we sold 45,000 cars last year, and we took back less than 100. Amazing upfront pricing, a free 150,000-mile warranty, a return and exchange policy... It's no wonder you sold 45,000 cars last year. To learn more, go to walzer.com. Can I add something? No. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if i'm hanging out with you uh, maybe <laughs> uh, okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant i just got a new what what is this now andy i just got this um, feedback via the Tom Bernard app. <coughs> yeah, I forwarded oh, that to you. What's that? Fancy. Oh, to the family with Tom Bernard. The message is: hmm. My 103-year-old grandma Isabel got to meet Bud Grant and tour the Viking Museum oh. with him last month. Hmm. Oh, he gee. seemed in good health then. I'm so happy she got the opportunity before he kicked the bucket. <laughs> yeah. And that was sent to us from Nicole Lewis. That's very sweet. Uh, So is that something that, okay, so that's on the app now? Yep, or website. Cool. Oh, that's nice. Did you ever interview him, Tom? Oh, Bud? Yeah. (laughs) Many, many, many Many times. Oh, Joe knows. (laughs) Joe starts laughing. How you doing, Bill? Yeah, there you go. We, uh, I, I, 
had uh, Bud Grant in studio at least five times, talked really? to him on the telephone other times. I talked to him at least ten times, and the last time he was in the studio, we were talking about this. And this is, God, ten years ago now, probably, or seven, eight years ago at least. And so he's telling the story, and I said, so how'd that work for you? And he said, well, Bill, uh, I'm like, mm. Bill? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how he's addressing you. Yeah, that's your no, pronoun. Yeah. He calls everybody Bill. Bill. <laughs> he had no just idea what my name was, even though he met me about 6,000 times. So. so did you interview him when he was actually coach, or was it all after? It was all after. Okay. Yeah. Pretty much all after he was raising money for certain causes, or you know, we just had him in because he's you know, he's guy was a legend, there's no question mm-hmm. about it. Hell of a basketball player, people don't oh, realize right. how good he was. At yeah, basketball. Minneapolis Lakers, <clears throat> he did, he played for the Minneapolis Lakers, he was a substitute. Oh, really? Minneapolis. Yep, yep. Yeah. absolutely. He uh, he was one hell of an athlete. He had an edge to him, like very few other people I've ever known, though. The one thing about, about Bud you need to understand is Bud's right and you're not. Yeah. No matter what it is, he was a head coach all the way, no doubt some about people it. Like he was those. not into fanfare, that's for sure. No, he was not, but 95 years, a hell of a run, I think, <laughs> and he the truth. didn't like coats. No, he did not like coats. That's exactly. He didn't like wearing a coat. But you know the thing, certain things that he he held true. That you, if you wanted to play on his football team, you would wear black spikes, not any other color. There would be none of that. These are uniforms, and they're going to be uniform. You're not going to wear different shoes and different this, different yeah. that. He made sure that everybody's uniform was exactly the same because it's a uniform. That's what he kept saying. Uh, no celebration. I don't think his style of coaching would go over well this these no. days. Probably not. Would well, not. And is, didn't he survive two plane crashes? What? what? I think you might be right about I that. I think he's like one of the few people that survived two plane crashes. Like there's a group of people that, you know, that have this like, and I think he's one of them, I think. Don't he was tell in, Louie Nanny this. One in Canada. Yeah. Oh. On a hunting trip, was... if I remember right. Maybe Lou and Nanny was with Bud Grant on that, because Lou and Nanny had a plane crash, didn't he, in Canada? Yep. Yeah, maybe. Yep. yep. And he mm-hmm. says, that's it. Uh, he said, we're like, oh, that must have been a terrible. He's like, it's great, because I am <laughs> I am golden now. I'm. How, did, how many people do you know have ever survived two plane crashes? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm never going to get in a plane crash. So I'm like, oh. Uh, a plane crash, it kills you anyway. <laughs> did you see that? What is that weird... Airline, it's like Lufthansa or something like that. Lufthansa. Lufthansa. Did you see that crazy plane situation no, that no. happened on the whatever that Lufthansa? Yeah, they're Lufthansa. 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 I'm never gonna say it correctly. Um, but there was a video that was it like went viral online of after the plane emergency landed, <clears throat> they hit like a. I don't know, the largest air pocket in the world. And oh, my God. They had been given a meal, and all of a sudden, the plane just completely dropped. Wow. It was Ooh. like zero gravity. Uh, everything rose up to the sky, and then uh, everything smashed down to the ground, but it still felt like they were falling, and it was like, it was a really, cr- and she, yeah, this, the gal that posted it was like, Everybody was crying. They were trying to call their families because we all were like, we're done. It's That's it. And she said 15 minutes went by before the flight attendants were able to get up and go through 
the cabin and make wow. sure everybody was okay. And the video no. of after they had emergency landed was there was just stuff riddling uh, the ground. Wow. Everywhere. Uh, Pillows, you had an air food, packet, plates. Packet. Tom, what? you had an air pocket once, and that, that uh, profoundly affected you for a long time. Well, I was lit- I literally was at a, a convention in Palm Springs for Capitol Records. I got called back to Minneapolis to cut a bunch of commercials for Miller <coughs> Beer. So I had to go to all the meetings. And remember, that's two hours different. So by the time I got out of there, it was two hours later in Minnesota. So I flew to LAX. Then I flew to Minneapolis-St. Paul. I got there just in time to start the work day. So I did all those commercials and all the rest of it. Got back in a plane, flew to Los Angeles, made my connection. Flying over the mountains into Palm Springs, the plane dropped. I can't even tell you how far it dropped. It just literally dropped out of the sky and fell for quite some time, it felt like, before the pilot finally got it all straightened away. And, and you know, the number one way that he got it straightened away is we actually kind of cruised for a while like a, you know. A glider? Like, like, a, like glider? a glider, yeah. Oh. But, uh, yeah, that was quite the experience because I ended up on the ceiling of the airplane because I didn't have my seatbelt on. Yeah. That's why. You that's an uncomfortable feeling to be on the ceiling of an airplane. That's not good. Yeah. God. Did you hit your head? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It was. Oh, uh, so it, fucked it, up. Oh, no wonder <laughs> you're not. Oh, okay. Well, that's like the, that, the sham wow guy. No, not the sham wow guy. The. Billy Mays? Yeah, Billy Mays. He was on a flight that had such rough air that when they opened up the overhead compartment, all of the luggage fell out and smashed him on the head, and he died. He died, yeah. Yeah. That's right. Really? Yep. Billy. That's what they say, be careful opening up the overhead compartments. Yeah. They mean exactly. it. They do. By the way, Billy might have had a couple of personal uh, things that he liked that probably weren't all that. And I was uh, going to say, I was going to say, if they, if it had been somebody else, they may not have passed away. But he, because he had some things in his system that could have, yes, assisted in the death situation. Good guy, though. We had him on the show a bunch of times. He was a very pleasant man. I, I do remember that. Had, living a good life. He thought it was terrific what he was up to. So, Great. yeah, I. Uh, I was trying to do. We must know some people that died in a plane crash, don't we? No, Although I don't. Oh, I can't know. think of anybody. I don't know anybody. That you guys know anyone? I don't know anybody that's died. Knock on wood. Other than like Lisa left I Lopez and stuff. John <laughs> Denver. Personally. Yeah. No. yeah personally, Kobe Bryant. God, that thing still. My God, the millions of dollars that are changing hands from this to this to this because of that helicopter crash. Oh, yeah, Holy that, God. Yeah. And because of the photos. <clears throat> yeah. What's happening? She got like a $28 million for the guys who turned over the photographs after the death. Photographs of what? Of Kobe. What do you mean? What? The the lawsuit that, that the widow brought against the, the, the county for turning over the photos. I didn't even yeah. know this was happening. Yeah. Oh, geez. Where, like, Payne Stewart's wife got nothing because of the statute against uh, claims against uh, airplanes. Because there is airplanes and guns are protected under under, uh, civil law in ways that other products are not. So Why? Uh, you know why? Well, because the NRA has is powerful on the guns, and yeah, because of with right. the airplanes, there was a threat that they thought with innovation that you would you would uh, cause problems if you didn't have those. So there's these immunities that they give that under the idea that somehow it helps with not being lawsuits. But like, yeah, Payne Stewart's widow got nothing. 
Jeez. God. I always liked so. him. That was the weirdest one when he was up in the air and they're like, there's a plane up in the air and we might shoot it down because we don't hear from him. And we are back with Stretch's picks. You know, Tom, uh, there's a lot of analysis that goes into these picks. Yeah. And uh, I highly recommend betting, of course. I always recommend betting. Yeah, absolutely. So who's winning this thing? The kitties, the pack, the bears, or the purple? None of the above. Those are all the teams in the division. I know that. Well, who's your pick? I'm going with Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. What? It's not a football team. I know, but it's a hell of an HVAC company. They do the most thorough system tune-up in the industry. Sabre is one of the largest Bryant dealers in the state, which means you save. Yep, I'm going with Sabre, Sabre and Bryant, doing whatever it takes to keep you comfortable. It's also the smartest time to call and schedule your furnace tune-up with Sabre. Get the most thorough tune-up in the industry from the people who keep my home comfortable. Oh, uh, one more thing, Tom. What's that? Visit SaberHeating.com. Unbelievable. I just, I'd rather be actually sponge diving right now than flying on a plane, but that's just me. You, you a big sponge diver? <laughs> he's really gotten into sponge diving since he's been in Florida. But only when Kostaki's going to be on. That's the only time I'm a good, uh, I'm a big sponge diver. <laughs> good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Now, you had relatives, you said, living in, in the area, but you didn't know if they were sponge divers or not. <clears throat> no, I had. Uh, I went to school there. I went to the University of South Florida, which is like 40 oh. minutes away from Tarpon. And uh, I went over there a handful of times. I went there once with Bobcat Goldthwait. He took me out to, to a <laughs> really? great dinner. Is, is he like normal when you go out to dinner? Yeah, he's, no. he couldn't be any more bright and kind and interesting he's he's one of my favorite characters from this crazy world that i'm in yeah he's hmm. great okay what is he doing now i haven't seen him lately I, I mean he's he's always sort of had his hand in some of the other parts of show business he's been yeah. a producer yeah. he's been a writer he's been a editor he's been a director um my guess is he's doing a little bit of his own like working on a movie you know that he's doing himself and running around doing stand up here and there, but I haven't I haven't talked to him in years. He was, I he's one of the he's one of the most insightful comics I've ever talked to. He verbalized something for me that I thought was true, but no one ever said it to me before. He said, uh, "Don't wait until you succeed to be happy because <laughs> people are happy before, during, and after success." Or unhappy before, during, and after. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. True. That's good advice. Yes. Yes. That, that is good advice. His clown movie was great. I love that movie. Yeah. 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 It was really, really yeah. good. Yeah. He's a, he's a weirdo. He's a dark, uh, brilliant weirdo. He's, he's a good guy. Yeah. yeah. I was lucky enough to be in studio over at the Q back in the day. We had two people live in studio Bobcat Goldthwait and Lonnie Anderson. And those two kids did not get along, <laughs> baby. I'm telling you that. Holy God. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> oh. He went after two him iconic went faces after... from an era. Yeah, right. <laughs> I will never forget it. Wasn't it Rob Lowe that he was talking? Wasn't it him that was talking about? I think it was Rob Lowe or, or Scotty Benson or one of those you know, guys at the time, the heartthrobs, and he was talking about their picture one time on the queue. I think that does make yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, he was a great <laughs> he was, guy. He used to come yeah. in all the time. All he, he used to come in, even when he wasn't in town, he'd come in anyway. It was great. Mm -hmm. 
But he was always wacky when he was on. Like, he wasn't calm. He was always, like, fired up. Yeah. yeah. Yes, he was. So. You're absolutely right. But, God, I haven't seen him in probably seven, eight years now. It's been a long time since I've seen Bobcat. I hope he's doing well. Mm. Right. He's a mo- he's so good at radio. I mean, he's got oh, anecdotal yeah. stories, and he's in the moment, and he gets riffs in and out of things, and he's got hard, crashy punchlines, but it feels like conversational. He's he's really he's underrated it at some of the things. You know, he's good. I would agree with that. So, what's happening in your world, Pally? Oh yeah, I'm good. I'm I'm uh, I'm home. I ran around with the kids all weekend. I saw Avatar with the 3D glasses and everything. It was oh, so good. Boy. The the first one or the second one? <laughs> The second one, the okay. newish one, yeah. I guess I get, to, to my kid, it's an old movie. She's seen it a couple times already. You know, it came out in <laughs> December or something. Did you uh, see the first one? I I did, but not lately. I don't remember anything mm-hmm. about it. I don't remember being blown away by. It. I probably saw yeah. it like, you know, on Netflix or something. But to see it in the big, I mean, it is. You're going to another world and mm-hmm. you stay there for a while. It's really fascinating. Well, it, they actually did it like that movie was put together like three years ago or f- it was some time ago because there were a couple people in it that thought it had bombed and it had disappeared. They didn't know that it was actually still not coming out yet. <laughs> wow. Because yeah. <laughs> I think it was probably ready to come out right, probably right before COVID is probably what happened. They just kept pushing it back. Right. Right. And the other thing I'm, you know, I'm I, as a football nerd, this week is really interesting to me. I'm, I'm keeping up with Every time I blink, there's another alert on my phone mm-hmm. about some crazy trade and another movement and another signing and another cutting. I, I, it's fascinating to me. I love all this stuff. Like Is Rodgers getting in? I have a question. Yeah. You think Aaron Rodgers is going to the Jets or is he going to stay with the Packers? I mean, the Packers. <laughs> that's, that's probably the biggest question. It, it sure feels like he's going to the Jets. It's, they had a big meeting with him, and the reports were that the Jets were pleased. And I don't think he's staying where he is. Nope. I think all the sides are ready for him to get a fresh start. <laughs> so if, if you were asking me, if I were a betting man, and I am, <laughs> I would say <laughs> I would say Jets. I'm saying the knows? Raiders. Raiders? Really? Yep, he's going to end up with the Raiders is my guess. I I mean, there's at least a connection there with the coach and some of the scene, and they clearly are a team that is willing to pay up for a named quarterback. You know, they tried to get Brady, and mm-hmm. it could happen. I don't think that's a team that you could go to and win right away, though. I think that's a strike for him. Mm, he could go with Adams. It's a, it's a decent division, um, and it's in a good place. I mean, it's in Vegas, so, you know. Right. So. He did emerge from the darkness since I talked to you guys. Not metaphorically, just literally. He nope, just came literally. out early. Yeah. He but, said he's, he's hoping to have a better sense of where I'm at. You're in trouble with English teachers. That's where you're at. <laughs> <laughs> but if he's going to just pick a winner or go to a winner, he's not going to pick the Jets. Well, I mean, the Jets seem like they look like they're one of those teams that's maybe a quarterback away. They... They've really put it together in the last year and a half or so. With the Bills, Miami, and the Patriots in your division? I think the Bills are only the, the only scary team left in that group right now. Of course, that changes pretty quickly. But mm-hmm. right now, the Bills are the scary team. The other two are like, meh, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Have you seen 80 for Brady yet? It's about I a, haven't. It's about Did a great football it? game. Yep. Yeah, it's it's not it's about it's not about my favorite game. <laughs> my yeah, it's funny. One of my kids 
mom, my kid's friend's mom is the is the writer. She wrote the screenplay. Oh, but really? I can't bring myself to go see it because it's about my my least favorite yeah. game in my whole life. <laughs> I didn't know it was about that game. Um, and I went. And uh, the two things was I didn't know that they were playing characters. I thought they were playing themselves. I thought, you know, so I'm watching it. And it's like, well, aren't they just playing themselves? And then you get to it and you realize that they're playing other characters. Because there's really this group of women that are 80 for Brady. Yeah, it's and, like a real. Yeah, it's a real thing. Real group ladies. Really? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought it was just a wacky buddy comedy and they grabbed Tom Brady to get make get it made. Nope. No, it's a real thing. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Yeah, it's, I, you know, it's a cool story. I'm glad it succeeded. You know, I'm happy for, you know, my friend. And I, it's the kind of thing that's, it's not my favorite cup of tea, but I, I see why it succeeds and it's cool. I like buddy comedies, you know, so mm-hmm. it's, it's cool. Uh, nice. Is he going to come back? I, don't, I, I mean, I don't think so. I don't but. think so. I think he's done. I think he's officially, I think he would have shown some side and go to somebody. And that San Francisco offer might have been, if he was really looking at something, that, that would be a team to go to. Right. Yeah. They, they say he's going to pursue his dream of doing stand up comedy yeah. now. Oh, dear. Because <laughs> anybody can do that. What the Wait, hell? Who is this? Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Yeah. He's going to do stand up? Yeah. That's the story. Mm-hmm. I've heard that he, uh, has, he has no personality. Well, none. But, <laughs> but people don't know he's if he has personality. He's warmed he's warmed up a little bit. The last couple of years he's way more likable than he used to be. Yeah. I'll give oh, him is that. He? But he's not under control of Bill anymore. And so I don't know that we really know what his personality is. And <laughs> listening to him on the radio, he swears so much. That guy swears a ton. Loves yeah, the it's F-bomb. interesting. Yeah, he's he's kept that under wraps for the branding, I think. But yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, right. It's going to be a comedian. Take my wife. Oh, too late. <laughs> <laughs> too late. <laughs> I, I, I suspect Tom will be very will not be very good at comedy until the last two minutes. Then he's going to kill. Right? <laughs> there you <laughs> go. Bum, bum. Two minute Tom warning. Brady. If I think if Giselle just told him there were two minutes left, he could have saved his marriage. Mm-hmm. See. Oh, so <laughs> He's good at the end, not so much at the beginning. Uh, nobody wants to touch Lamar Jackson. What's happening? This, yeah. this is the opposite of what happened with Deshaun Watson. He wanted to touch everybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the Vikings apparently are looking hard at that. I think the Vikings should. I think there's 20 teams that should. Mm. Hmm. I, I mean, if you're not if you're not one of the teams with a great quarterback and a great situation and a good salary cap scenario, then what are you doing? Go get this guy. It's two first-round picks, which the reason you spend a first-round right. pick is every once in a while you land on a Lamar Jackson. But can he win? I mean, can he win a big game, that guy? Yeah, he can. I don't I think know. He's, I think he's had some bad luck. He's And he's, you know... He wasn't surrounded with the with the perfect team this last go round, and he was still an MVP of the, yeah. of the league one year. And they've never given him wide receivers, really. I mean, he's had a great right. tight end, and he's had really good running backs, but they never have given that guy star wide receivers. So I want him on my team. My my team has the second most cap space in the league. Go get him, Falcons. Yeah. What are you sitting around waiting for? He'd be the perfect match. Hmm. First of all, he would sell. A million jerseys in Atlanta. That's right? true. It's the perfect demo for Lamar Jackson. He's a great quarterback. He would he would be an instant national story for a team that's been terrible for a decade, and it, they would be favorites to win the division immediately as soon as he signs. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you doing? 
You got money to spend. You have to. You're actually required to spend it by the league. Go spend it. Yeah. That's what I want. But nobody asked me. <laughs> no. Did they have asked you? We've asked you now. Yeah, you've asked me. But no, the Falcons didn't ask me. <laughs> there, there was a, a question the other day that I saw that I was wondering about. If you ranked him, who would you rank? Carr, uh, Zach Prescott, and Cousins. How would you rank those three? Oh, that's interesting. Woo. I think I put, boy, it's close. Those are all the right neighborhood. I think Carr is the third place, so it's really? about debating the other two for me. Yeah. I, I, I think it's, it's probably, right now, it's probably Cousins, Prescott, Carr. Hmm. Really? But I think Prescott has a higher ceiling if he gets his head straight. I, I went with Carr because I think he has the – he's never really truly had the tools – Teams really seem to the play, teammates really seem to like that guy, and he's had a couple of bad injuries, um, and so I thought he had the greatest upside, and that we know what Cousins is. I mean, Cousins is good, but he's I don't know that he's ever going to finish in the end as a winner, and so I just went Car Prescott Cousins is how I went. So I switched switched them first and third. That's interesting. With you. I feel like. Yeah, Cousins is the one we know the most about. We know he's the 11th best quarterback in the world. He's never going to be 9. He's yep. never going to be 15. He yep. is, he's good, but he is not great. That's who he is. That's mm -hmm. uh, you know, It's funny to me that Carr is going from Vegas to New Orleans. He's like yep. a quiet Christian. He's going to the, <laughs> the two craziest towns in America. <laughs> right. <laughs> Boy, that is the truth, man. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Who do we have standing in the wings when they finally get rid of Cousins at the end of next year? For the Vikings? That's a good question. Right. Yeah. Nobody. Do they have anybody? Mund. They have Mund, I think, is the only backup oh, right it'd be, now. It'd be fun if they jumped up and got one of these young kids mm -hmm. this year, right? <clears throat> yeah, they should do. Cousins for one more year and then turn the page. That's, well, a good, that's a good setup for the purple team. If Rodgers doesn't go there, then Cousins a possibility to go to the Jets. That's the thought process. Really? Yeah, I could see mm -hmm. that. That yep. makes sense. Yeah, he's got some background with them, and it would work. It's a good situation for him. Um, and But he's got a no-trade contest, so he's got to agree to it. Um, then the other possibility is really how bad is San Francisco off on quarterbacks right now? You know, if, if they're truly – they have nobody because of the injuries, then he he's always been in that mix as talking with San Francisco. Right. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, cousin, I got a hand it to Cousins. I mean, he, he's, he's one of these guys that keeps his head down and he works hard. He doesn't get into trouble. He's a good teammate. He's been consistently good for years and years and years. He's leveraged his skills into money better than anyone in the history yes, of the NFL. No doubt about he that. The highest percentage of the, of the contract for the team. Yep. I mean, he's... I, you got to hand it to the guy. Yeah. I mean, some of the some of the stories from last year with him wearing the necklace. I mean, he's he's hanging with these guys and they respect him. It's cool, you know. Yeah. Good for him. And you know, <laughs> I I know you know we go back and forth on him with you, but um, you know, one of the things Brady did was redo his contract to make it work when he was with the Patriots, so that they could get other guys. Cousins could do that. Um, I don't blame the guy if he doesn't do it because you got to make your money before you're done. But that yeah. being said, do you really want to win? And if you want to win, do you do that? And do you trust the team enough that they'll do it right? That's that's the other part of it. You know, it's one thing to give right. a team a break, but if it's like a team that doesn't still use the money right or keeps the money, then you know it's no good. 
That's a good point. I'm surprised it's not a bigger talking point that Brady, for most of his career, worked for less than market value. Right? Right? It's, yeah, it's cool. kind of a bold, quiet choice that he was always making. And I'm sure that he thought, eh, it gives me a better chance at winning the rings, which turns into promotional. You know, like, I'll just turn it into ad revenue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, right. Good for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I got- used to say that, like, why doesn't Peyton Manning sign for one dollar? One season and see what happens if you get to spend all the money on the rest of the team, right? Mm -hmm. That would be an interesting experiment if somebody did it once just to see what happened. A superstar quarterback who plays for nothing and you get the whole salary cap to spend on everybody else. It would be fascinating. Yeah, you'd have to go with the mandatory minimum. So I don't think you can go for it. I don't think you could agree to a dollar. No, I think you're yeah. right. There is a minimum, but it's a pretty small number, oh, yeah. especially for a quarterback. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it might be 350 grand or something. Mm-hmm. 400 some beer grand. company it's or like some it's in that neighborhood. Yeah, car right. company would pick it up, wouldn't they? Some yeah, beer company right. would just mm-hmm. be like, "Hey, I'll I'll give you the 300 million right now." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good. There's point. too much ego involved <laughs> with the quarterback. They'd never do yeah. it. No, oh, I mean that's basically what Brady was doing. I mean Brady for years was was taking less. I mean he's a real low percentage of the contract. Yeah, I mean he wasn't taking a lot less, but he always worked for less than he could probably make on the mm-hmm. open world. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. So what do you think? Is there any collusion to this Lamar story, or teams are just kind of spooked by some injury risk and a giant scary contract and two first round picks? What's the collusion with him? Well, the the buzz it because because as soon as they put the the tag on him, they picked the non-exclusive franchise tag. So teams are allowed to flirt with him now, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Um, and immediately, like five of the teams that we thought would be in the mix were like, "Nah, we're not doing it." So it sort of lends itself to a talk about the owners colluding to keep these giant guaranteed no. contracts from happening. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I could see it yeah. because the Deshaun Watson one has been a disaster. And the nature of how those things work is they they're so those contracts are so big. The owner literally has to stroke a check for the whole thing and put it in escrow when it yeah. happens. Mm-hmm. It, it's not, paid by the team in a traditional way because it's such a big number and it has to happen immediately when the contract is signed um so it does change the dynamic of everything i understand that the owners would be motivated to keep this kind of thing from happening although when when you look at some of the owners you really think that group could get together and collude about anything (laughs) you know i I mean imagine jerry i broadly agree with that premise i think Robert, Kraft. all these conspiracy theories that are so rampant these days. Like, do you think these knuckleheads can really pull this kind of thing off? That's one of the arguments against it. Right? You know, I don't see Goodell working out this deal with everybody unless he's got some superpower cell phone that he gets everybody on. But eh, it seems like they're too clownish to pull that off. And they're competitive by their mm-hmm. nature. They yep. want to win. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so it definitely works against it, itself that way. But to me, what's the most amazing story in the last month is that is that Aaron Rodgers goes into a cave for four days of darkness to ponder whether or not he's going to uphold his end of a contract. He's going to pay him $60 million for one season to play a boy's mm-hmm. game, right? Yeah. Jesus. What, 
that's where the darkness comes from. I think mm-hmm. he just rests his gigantic scrotum on his face. It's the perfect <laughs> eye mask. Very nice. There's a significant weight to the testicles, and then the periphery scrotum flesh fills in the light gaps. That's what I think. <laughs> well, did you really need that to make the, the conclusion that he's a weird dude? <laughs> no, I did not. He is a weird dude. Mm-hmm. You know, if you stay in the dark long enough and think hard enough, you can hear Vince Lombardi rolling over in his grave. I don't know if you knew that. That's a good joke, everybody. <laughs> Most Packer fans have done a darkness retreat before. Overnight in a cell after a DUI. <laughs> you know. Whoa! <laughs> So the Bears are, you know, they traded away the number one pick. That's yep. the big story. They got a haul, too. They got a they lot sure of that did. trade. Oh, I, if I want to be on the Bears' side of that kind of a trade. Yeah, well, I agree. It is kind of one of those, please save us from ourselves by taking this away from us so we don't mess this up yeah, type but trade. So, I mean, they get two ones, two twos, and a good wide receiver. It's such a win for mm-hmm. them, I think. They also... Uh, now the Carolina Panthers are number one. The, the Panthers, the Carolinas haven't been number one in anything since tobacco lobbyists per capita. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when did you write that joke? Although they've been that to the Super a, Bowl. It's a stretch, yeah, maybe. They <laughs> yep. did go to a Super Bowl. Yep. Jake Delhomme, you're right. They did. You're yeah. right. They did go. They almost beat the Patriots. I've heard this story before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice hat. And the Bears quietly signed this deal to, they bought the property. They're going to move the team to the suburbs. Oh, the Arlington property. What? Yeah, the, the yeah. racetrack. Yep. Yeah. Oh, they, the no. Bears own that property now. Yeah. I love um, that stadium. Yeah. Well, it's old, an I old stadium. I agree with you, though. but it's, it's aging out of the way, we, the way we see stadiums. It's old now. Yep. Right. It was, yeah, that's right. I, I don't know if you saw it, but the Vikings came down as the number one the 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 number one team on the report card for the way they treat players. Um, oh, and, I did see that. And, yeah, and that's involves, cool. You know, there's teams that charge players to eat. I, I that was what? that was the big takeaway right. from that article for me too. Right. Yeah, they charge them for eating at the facility. They just pull it. They quietly like pull it out of there. Yeah, <laughs> Vikings have there. stuff yeah. laying around all the time, and they treat players really right. And it it was it. Uh, there's a bunch of fans that really hope this is going to show this is going to really show for the next couple of years of the Vikings on that we're really a good place and we'll get better players because of it. But yeah, there's places where you like they have vending machines and all sorts of charges on you. Yeah, it's interesting. Although still the number one tiebreaker for that universe of thing for players is not paying income tax in Florida. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Huge. Mm-hmm. That's a big number when you're talking about millions and millions and millions, you know. Oh, yeah. I get it. I was just trying to think what that number would be for for your buddy, uh the head the head quarterback, the uh the quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings. Um State tax top what is it nine two still? Has it gone over ten yet for Minnesota? Yeah, I think they're trying to raise it to eleven. Something. They're trying to raise it to eleven. Yeah. Something, but so he's paying six million a year in state taxes, and if he were in Florida, he'd have to pay nothing. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, that has to be a factor when you're talking about a big contract <laughs> and where you're playing. For sure. I would think, yeah. So there you go. But, um, yeah, they're thinking about raising the income tax uh, in, in, Minnesota, in Minnesota to over 12%. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like, oh, That's a big whoa. number. It is. That's a yeah. lot of money to be spent. There's no question about that. But uh, I don't know. We'll see how it all works out. So what else is happening? That's that's it. Uh, uh, speaking of Florida, the Bucks senior advisor Bruce Arians said we're in good hands with Kyle Trask. Nah, yeah. Nobody believes that. Nope. <laughs> Even Kyle's mom heard that and was like, "Oh God, the Bucks are going to suck this year." <laughs> that's kind of negative. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this, it's, it's, this week is going to be – it's going to answer so many of the questions about quarterbacks and some of the big names. There's going to be a lot of movement. Every day is going to be like, oh, oh my goodness, what? Mm-hmm. It's going to be fun. So it's like a little – it's a little nerd week of heaven for a football guy. Mm-hmm. I, I love it. I love it. I can understand something. I, I got it. while you're still here, do you have like two more minutes? Yeah, Absolutely. Because I want to ask you something, because you've you know, been around the radio and television business and all that stuff. And do you guys know about what's going on at HBO? Do you, you know about this? No, I don't think so. Uh, HBO Go is gone. HBO Now in the past. The streaming service is looking to replace HBO Max as well. What is the problem with HBO? Do you, did you guys know they are having a problem? I didn't know that, but I'm... I'm not surprised. I mean, in a way, it's sort of that's the model of what happened to the big TV networks, right? Yes. The, yep. the splinting, splintering of the media universe is squeezing them out of being mm-hmm. in a, being in a big chair, right? Yeah. No, you're right. I just, I'm just guessing that. I don't know anything about them. The company, along with a series of changes sparked by its upcoming merger with Discovery Plus, plans to rename the service Max. Bloomberg reports executives of the newly formed Warner Brothers Discovery don't believe the legacy HBO part of the name. So home box office is going to go away. That was the very first, I believe, uh, cable network was HBO. I got it, uh, I think, in 1977. Does that wow. sound about right? Yeah, that'd probably be That's right about right. Time, yeah. yeah. And then Sopranos put them on the map. Yep. No, but back in the day, I mean, it was... It was a big deal to watch good, fairly new movies oh, in yeah. your home. Yep. That was unheard yeah. of. It was yeah. Huge. I mean, it was, and comedy specials, mm-hmm. you know, Eddie Murphy, and it was the place for all of that kind of content. It was unheard it was. of. It was it's, groundbreaking. It's, yeah. it's got to be hard for them to compete. And, you know, I mean, Netflix has done so much, and oh, you know, the whole landscape it, has changed so much. A, it's not surprising, though, because, I mean, who really wants to have to pay for 15 different streaming services? I know, right? It's, uh, it it's just gets left. to be ridiculous. I was watching the Oscars with my older kid yesterday, and one of the ads was about a new streaming service. I forget the name of it, but it basically bundles the streams into one thing, a place where you can pay for the stream. Like, I, I leaned over to my kid. I go, yeah, we used to have that in the old days. It was called cable. Cable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. no, that's true. That is very, I think very that's true. That's a Jim Gaffigan joke, maybe somewhere in my subconscious. If I can give him a hat tip. So, God, uh, I haven't seen him in a while. On the breaking news front, Kostaki Eckler from the Chargers has gotten permission to go seek trades. Ah, I saw that. That's crazy. Yep. That is, it, it's, it, I, and now that football actually has trades, you know, we don't just have the Herschel Walker trade every 10 years. You got actually right. more going on now as far as trading goes. And, and, um, but yeah, that would be, although that still runs into the what do you want to do with a running back theory? 
I that's exactly right. I was just going to say, hold on to your seats because it wouldn't shock me if Dalvin Cook was shipped out of town this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, or Madison. They're probably going to pick one. No, right? Matt, Madison's a free agent. Right, but they could they could sign him this week or not. Right. right, which is going to be sort of deciding what happens with them. Um, yeah, I, I, it's a great question. I mean, I have the same question in fantasy. I'm, I'm, I'm now the, uh, com, I'm now the quasi uh, commissioner in a dynasty league, and the capital that you have to spend on running backs is crazy. And if you can find a way to sort of squeeze that number down and spend the money elsewhere, mm-hmm. it's exactly it's a it's a it's a middle little model of what's happening in the NFL. I get well, it. With your advice on Cordell, I want to join any league you're in. <laughs> He's 100 years old. He has some record for being the oldest running back to score X fantasy points or something. Mm-hmm. He's on his way out, dude. Mm, yeah. <laughs> the so Falcons could sign a big name running back this year, too. Yeah. If you want to. I mean, do you want to invest capital in running backs? You know, everybody's going wide receivers. I prefer the, the Niners model where you have like three or four guys who are good. They're not scrubs, but they're no superstars. Nine, 49ers, they got Christian McCaffrey and, and Debo Samuels. Yeah, before McCaffrey, like in the oh. last 10 years, they've, they've sort of had a cluster of like three oh, or four sure. guys. You, you, know, you know their names, but they're not superstars, yeah, right? That's true. And, and even when you and look then, at it, Roger Craig was never like he wasn't, you know, um, Smith or he wasn't, you know, a top, but he was a, a great part of that team. Right. Yeah, that's right. He wasn't a he wasn't a huge name really at the time. Well, yeah, I love all this stuff. It's fun to see how they. But I wish my team would just look. You got the second most cap space in the league. <laughs> Go sign Lamar Jackson. He's a superstar. What are you going to do? Sit around and just be terrible for another two years? Why? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. I don't want to see Ritter be our quarter. I want a superstar in there. Yeah, and you get the gambler back. Don't you? That's, no, he's not on that team. He's he's with no, uh, no, he's he with, uh, with Jaguar. They traded yeah. him to the Jaguars. That's right. Yeah. That's right. He's a Jaguar. He, did you read his thing? It's great. Go look it up. He he wrote a beautiful piece about his experience and his trauma as a child and taking responsibility for doing a dumb thing. And he talked openly about depression, and some of his mental health issues. It's pretty cool. Mm, well, a year off will do that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of rooting for him again. We'll Good. see. Yeah. Well, he, I mean, with Joe, he might actually that 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 team might actually be a really good team next year. I think so too. They certainly are in the mix for the the team that could rise the most. Yeah, they they seem to be poised for a big leap. Mm-hmm. And they they won a playoff game last year against a good team. So. I think they're. I think there'll be a fun team. I've been rooting for a good Browns team and a good Jaguars team and a you know like a a good Lions team for years. So, and now I'm rooting against the Browns again. But I I like that the Lions and Jags are good. Mm-hmm. Everybody roots against the Browns. <laughs> Not traditionally, but their quarterback is pretty hateable. <laughs> well, that's nice. All right, that's going to do it for another week, fellas and women. Fellas and women. Well, I was going to call them ma'am, but I'm I couldn't do it. Well, I'm offended left, you called me so. a woman. Well, we got oh, his right. She leaves at noon, yeah.
Yeah, just, there's a story. CNN right now has a big story about the word ma'am and how off-putting it is to women. Oh, I know. Yeah, we were talking about that earlier. Ma'am and miss. You can't call anybody ma'am I grew ma'am up in Atlanta. I say ma'am to my four-year-old. It's just yeah, a polite, I know. Like, hand me the fork, ma'am. It's not an age thing for me, but I, I understand. I, I understand where it comes from. Do you really? Because I don't. I mean, people <laughs> well, are trying for, to be polite most, to you. For what most is the people problem? who aren't from the South, it feels like a word that only applies to a grown-up, you know. So when it yeah. when it gets applied, it feels like you're old to them. I get that. I understand. I suppose, but, but it's not how that's not how it's intended a lot of the time. Well, just give me something other to call you then. That's they don't want to be called Miss. They don't want to be called Ma'am. Then what should I call you? Give me something. <laughs> how about an F face? F face. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That'd be good. Well, that way. Honey, yeah, babe. Yeah. Them, babe. You go back to getting in trouble with all the other choices, too. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> all right, we got to go, man. I can't believe it. It's 1230 already. Life Thanks, guys. Flew by. Take care, Sikasaki. Right. You around for a call, Tom? Uh, I'll talk sure. to you around the draft. Okay. All right, thanks. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. See you, Joe. <laughs>